on third down conversions are the Packers trying to keep this drive alive. Trailing by three. 2.29 to go. Roger shotgun. Three receivers right. One to the left. Snap to A-Rod. Rushes on. Has time. Looking. Throws middle. Yes. Got his man. Breaking free to the 50. He may go all the way to the 20 down the right side. It is Randall Cobb to the five, to the end zone, to the lanes. touchdown. Oh, my goodness. Randall Cobb to the lead score. Unbelievable. 75 yards, and the Packers have tied the game at 23. Packer Nation, what is up? It is Tanner Dunkel from Green19Packers.com. Uh, also, the same at on Twitter is Wednesday, around 4.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time here in Aurora, New York at Wells College. Uh, still in shock uh, from Sunday night's uh, game against the Chicago Bears. Uh, just utterly speechless. Uh, was tweeting about the game uh the whole night and uh, was really pacing myself. Uh, almost uh, wasn't going to watch the second half. If uh, kept refreshing the Twitter page to see if Aaron Rodgers, uh, just to see, oh, torn ACL, torn MCL, something like that. But uh, you know that wasn't the case. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was just doing Aaron Rodgers things and uh, came out and really shocked the football world. And it's only week one, so. <laughs> but. Uh, Still uh, still difficult to find the words, but one of the crazier regular season games that I've ever uh, experienced in my short 19-year-old uh, life of watching Packers games. But uh, let's get down to it. It's going to first time doing a podcast in a while, but, uh, you know, uh, feel, uh, feel ready to get back into it as the regular season is underway. Uh, it's going to be just a review on week one, uh, that Sunday night game against the Bears, and a look ahead to the week two matchup, a pivotal matchup at Lambeau Field uh, where the Green Bay Packers will be taking on the uh, Kirk Cousins-led Minnesota Vikings. But uh, let's just take a look back at, at week one. That was a unbelievable game. I was on the phone with my dad <laughs> shortly after the game. Uh, and I'm sure he had a couple beers in him, but the thing he kept saying is, I don't care what anyone says, that's the greatest That's the greatest quarterback of all time right there. And, uh, you know, we're all Packer fans, we're biased, but just I don't think there's anyone that could do what Aaron Rodgers did on Sunday night. You see the cart come out, and as a Packers fan, you've seen that cart too many times with Aaron Rodgers, and you hate to call a player with Aaron Rodgers' ability, you hate to call him injury-prone, but we've seen it, the broken collarbones. Uh, he's, he's suffered a concussion. Um... I've been to many Packers games. I've seen Aaron Rodgers play once. I've seen Brent Hundley play one one time. I've seen Scott Tolzien play one time. So that just shows. Uh, and I've seen Matt Flynn play one time. So I've seen all the backups play. Haven't really seen Aaron Rodgers play. That just shows that you know he's he is injured. He gets injured a lot, and um, maybe it's his style of play. But uh, that Bears defense. That's a the, the addition of Khalil Mack's just huge. Um, that's a new look Bears team. That's a that's a good Bears team. Not, I mean, they're on the up and coming. Uh, 
but that's that's a team I could see definitely winning uh, seven or eight games this year. Uh, Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel on the offensive side of the ball. It's all about Mitch Trubisky. And in the first half, uh, Mitch Trubisky looked like Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers didn't look like Aaron Rodgers looked like Mitch Trubisky. But it was just a completely different Packers team in the second half, as it was a completely different Chicago Bears team in the second half. Um, and I think you got to gr- give credit to. Uh, more than anyone, I think it would be Mike Pettin. And um, you look at that first half, and pff, it looked like the same old. It looked like a Dom Capers led uh, led defense, and um, that was the thing I was really looking forward to more than anything. And everyone's like, oh, "Aaron Rodgers going to come out Sunday night, pissed off, revenge tour, all this stuff." And I'm sitting here, and I'm I'm curious to see what Mike Pettin's got up his sleeve. But uh, the first half, uh, the Bears went right down the field. Like it was nothing, and Mitch Trubisky had that read option touchdown, and it was like, what the hell? Holy crap, here we go again. And the offense just kept stalling and stalling, and nothing was going on the offensive side of the ball. But um, in the second half, Aaron Rodgers came out. He, said, he told the defense, he said, you shut them out, we're going to win. And he said they gave up six, po- they gave up six points. And uh, the Packers defense really made some adjustments. Um, I took a look at the all 22, mostly on the offensive side of the ball. I haven't taken a look on the defensive side of the ball, but I've seen a couple of clips on Twitter where the way Petten disguised his blitzes and he was sending more, uh, more corners and like Josh Jackson came, he missed a, bl- he missed a sack on a, on a third down and Jermaine Whitehead was blitzing and Jermaine Whitehead saw a lot of plays in the defensive side of the ball, but I think you've really got to give credit to Mike Pettin. Really settled in, and six points in the second half, really, that game's not won without the defense. And how many times uh, have you seen a Packers defense get that stop late in the fourth quarter? I don't care who the quarterback is, even if it is Mitch Trubisky. But we've seen we've seen several times where the Packers defense, Aaron Rodgers brings them down, either ties the game or takes the lead, and then the defense lets them down. They can't, they can't get that stop. But they did get that stop Sunday night. So uh, credit to Mike Pettin. But uh, it's only going to be uh, more challenging from here. Uh, Kirk Cousins and the uh, Minnesota Vikings this week. That'll be an interesting matchup. But uh, <coughs> excuse me there. We're going to talk about Sunday night. And I just want to talk about more than anything. Uh, it's got to be. It's, I don't want to talk only about Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. And just look at his stat line and it's just the things he did it with one leg. It came out today. It looks like an, it, it looked like an MCL sprain, but Rogers stats here. They are 20 of 30, uh, 286, three touchdowns, took two sacks. Uh, he had one carry for 15 yards and his long pass of the day obviously was a 75 yard pass to uh, Randall Cobb there. Deshaun Kaiser, when he came in for Rogers was four of seven for 55 yards one pick, two sacks, obviously a lost fumble, and a long pass of 29 yards. But I've been pretty vocal on Twitter about how I am a Deshaun Kaiser fan, uh, mainly because I think he's just a lot better than Brett Hundley. Um, but Deshaun Kaiser gets a lot of blame for, oh, he's an 0 six, he was 0-16 last year. He was a rookie quarterback going into the Browns. I mean, how many? It, come on. It's, it's, a no, it's a no-win situation there. But... Uh, Kaiser made one or two good throws and then made one or two really, really bad decisions. And McCarthy took the blame on the screen pass there that ended up in a Khalil Mack uh, pick six. Uh, 
But other than that, I was fully expecting Deshaun Kaiser to come out in that second half. And I was even t- I was sitting here watching the game with my roommates, uh, some Buffalo Bills fans and an Eagles fan. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, you- I saw on Twitter Aaron Rodgers coming out. I'm like, you don't you don't send Aaron Rodgers back out there. And I'm like, it <laughs> sounds pretty foolish because the things Aaron Rodgers can do. And I look at my roommates and I go, do you send Aaron Rodgers out there? It's it's seventeen nothing at half, and one of my roommates says they go down and score here, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown now, and that's pretty much what I was. I was like, I don't bring him out at all. I mean, he was getting send out Aaron Rodgers on a bum leg, see what happens, and that's what, pretty much what I said. And I'm, <laughs> look what happened. But uh, obviously, it was the right move to send them back out there. He was obviously limited. And Aaron Rodgers is so good outside of the pocket. And you always see people say, well, how good is he inside of the pocket? And <laughs> he showed you he showed you the other night that ball that he threw to Geronimo Allison. I was pretty vocal about that on Twitter, too. I said that was one of the greatest throws I think I've ever seen. And the more I see that throw in slow motion, the window he had to fit that into is just remarkable. I don't think there's – they say there's quarterbacks. I don't know if there's another quarterback in the league that can make that throw. That's an unbelievable throw one of the greatest throws I think I've ever seen. It's probably not even Aaron Rodgers' greatest throw that I've ever seen, but that's up there. And Geronimo Allison uh, really proved me wrong, honestly, the other night because I've been pretty opinionated about how the Packers should have added a receiver in the offseason because I really didn't think Geronimo Allison had the ability to be a three. And he played extremely well the other night. Just really, uh, just had a really good night. And along with Devontae Adams, who's a top 10 wide receiver in the league, five catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown for Adams. Allison had five for 69 and a touchdown. Nice. And Randall Cobb, all the people that wanted that guy cut, nine catches, 142 and a touchdown. Andy assumed the, uh, Punt return duties, which I thought would go to Jair Alexander with Trevor Davis, uh, didn't uh, didn't suit up on Sunday night. Just got placed on the IR. But pff, Randall Cobb did a great job returning puns too. He had one really nice return, and pff, he's in a, he's still an explosive guy. And he's in a contract year. I'm not sure he'll be back in Green Bay next year, but he's that guy that's been with Aaron Rodgers for so long, and they've got that connection, and. He really balled out the other night. Nine catches for 142, I believe I said. That's just... He's he's poised for a good year because he's had, he's had a couple down years. But um, like I said, Adams uh, Adams didn't practice today with an undisclosed injury. I believe he ran a, he ran a route where he kind of pulled up a little a little slow there in the first half. I remember seeing it, and he, he was signaling to the sideline for a sub, and I was like, oh, God, this isn't good. But um, he ended up... Playing the whole second half, played really well, as we saw. Uh, I, I would assume he'll be out there Sunday against Minnesota, against uh, those corners, Trey Waynes and Xavier Rhodes. It's going to be quite the test, but uh, back to Rodgers. Uh, let's go back to the injury. The offensive line was just getting... It looked like the Packers, Mike McCarthy and the Packers, had no plan for Khalil Mack, and they knew Khalil Mack would be... Uh, on a snap count and but <sighs> Bulaga really struck Brian Bulaga really struggled with Khalil Mack and I was kind of expecting Mercedes Lewis to be out there 
and helping a little bit, but that just didn't really happen. And Khalil Mack lived in the backfield in the first half. And it wasn't just Khalil Mack, it was Akeem Hicks. And that whole Bears pass rush was Roquan Smith had a sack in his first uh, in his first snap. So, I mean, <laughs> the, Bears, the Bears defense really showed up in the first half, sent a message. And when Rodgers got, got hurt, grasped for that knee, I, I, along with me and every other Packers fan, probably thinking the season's over right then and there. And uh, I sat there, I told my roommates, I'm like, if, this, if he's hurt, like, I, I don't know if I can take it. <laughs> I don't think I can watch 16 games with Deshaun Kaiser under center at quarterback. And, of course, my Bills fans, my roommates who are Bills fans are sitting there, well, we got to watch Nathan Peterman. <laughs> so uh, I was really, really scared when Rodgers went down that it was going to be a, a, a ligament tear in the knee. Thank God it was, and he went back out there. I was uh, refreshing the Twitter repeatedly. I'm seeing uh, doctors saying, oh, it looks like a knee sprain. I don't think it'll be an ACL. And it, Thank God it wasn't. Went back out there. Looked like he had a little brace on, but you could tell he just couldn't put couldn't put pressure on it. He couldn't move. We've seen Aaron Rodgers play with the torn calf muscle uh, back in the playoffs. Almost led the Packers to the freaking Super Bowl, but uh, we know what happened there. But Aaron Rodgers on one leg is better than probably 75% of the quarterbacks in the NFL on two. This man's just, its it, it was incredible to watch the other night. And at the end of the game, I called, like I said, I called my father, and we were just in complete and utter disbelief at what we had seen. And when watching sports, I always tell my, I always tell people there's only a certain number of guys in sports where I watch them. And every time I watch them, they do something that just blows my mind, and I've never seen it before. And one of those guys is LeBron James, and the other one is Aaron Rodgers. That's just about it. That's about the end of the list. <laughs> Look at those two guys that are the two greatest athletes, I think, in the world right now, and it's not close. Uh, what Aaron Rodgers means to the Green Bay Packers is he, he's the most valuable athlete on the planet. And LeBron James, he might he might. It's an, it's a tie between Aaron Rodgers and LeBron James. It's the two most valuable athletes on the planet. Nobody can do what those two guys do day in and day out. They're the best at what they do. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. It's not close. He's done it for years now. And not taking anything away from Tom Brady and those accomplishments. He's a great quarterback. But there's nobody can do what Aaron Rodgers does in the system that he's in and the front office that he's had. It's It's remarkable to see what this guy's done. And... It's really going to be something to keep an eye on the rest of the year because I do think this Packers team improved uh, since Brian Gutekinds took over as general manager, but that still remains to be seen. There's still a lot of holes on this team, and I think that was evident the other night. Um, certain players really stood out. I thought the rookie corners, Josh Jackson, who was on Trey Burton most of the night, did an outstanding job. I'm really big fan of Josh Jackson. He had an unbelievable preseason. Jair Alexander made a couple of really nice plays as well. And I thought Kevin King Kevin King got burnt one time in the end zone. There was a bad throw by Trubisky, um, where Allen Robinson just oof, left him in the dust. But Kevin King played pretty solid all night too, and um, hopefully uh, Oren Burks will be back. I hope this week. We'll see. Um, and Josh Jones hopefully too, because I think I'm really curious to see how Mike Pettin 
uses Josh Jones in his new scheme. I assume he'll play a lot into the linebacker um, as he had Jermaine Whitehead in that role this week. But I assume that uh, Jones will take over that role uh, when he returns from his injury. But back to Rodgers, and after that game, uh, my roommates came out as I'm watching the post-game uh, interview that Rodgers had, and one of my roommates said that's just the crazy. That's just the best performance I think I've ever seen by a quarterback. And if you look at the stat line, 20 of 30 for what is it, 286 and three touchdowns. That's a good stat line. But the fact that he basically did that all in the second half is just remarkable. That game was over. That game was over. It was 20 to nothing, and people, people just. I, I saw no way, even with Rodgers coming back. I saw, I saw no way, and I don't think I'll ever doubt Aaron Rodgers again. There's nothing that man can't do. Um, it was one of one of the greatest performances I've ever seen um, as a Packers fan, and that's something that's going to stick stick in my memory for a long, long time. Um, but uh, after that touchdown to Cobb, the one thing I was saying was there's too much time. It, it, who would have thought would, I think it was 249, Rodgers got the ball back with no timeouts. Who would have thought that he'd score too quick? And it's tough to uh, it's tough to put all the success on Aaron Rodgers for that last drive. It was a 75-yard touchdown pass to Randall Cobb, and it was a 10-yard pass where Randall Cobb ran 65 yards pretty much but if you take a look at the video the, the throw by Rodgers there it lo- doesn't look like anything special when you watch it live the window he fit that that throw into was was a pretty amazing amazing play there and then for the Bears to not rush Khalil Mack on third and ten Khalil Mack was the guy closest to making the tackle at the end of the uh, play that's just you have the best defensive player in the league and he's a pass rusher and you don't send them after the quarterback on third and long. When the quarterback, oops, the quarterback can't move. That's just to me. That's that's uh, uh, really mind-boggling to me as a uh, as a Packers fan. But uh, let's take a look on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Mike McCarthy was very impressed with Kentrell Bryce's game. He had uh, eight tackles, an assist, and a sack. Ha uh, ha! Clinton Dix had seven tackles, and there's times in that game where. You're like, damn, haha, what the hell, man? And I'm not as big on haha as other people are. But and then haha came up with that big, big stop on the third down throw to Deion Sims there. So he he make there's some flashes there. Uh, Josh Jackson had three tackles along with Jair Alexander. But the big thing for me when I take a look at the defensive side of the ball is I was just looking for pass pressure the whole night, uh, pressure on the quarterback, and I really didn't see it for a while. And uh, it took it only took Nick Perry, uh, pretty much thirty eight, uh, or it took Nick Perry about fifty eight minutes until he uh, finally made a made a play. And Clay Matthews uh, don't need to say much about his performance because it it was not good. And the rough in the passer penalty on fourth and fourth and long there was just that was almost a killer. And that's just. That's just stupidity from a guy who's been in the league as long as a guy like Clay Matthews has. And I'm a big Clay Matthews fan, uh, but that that can't happen. So uh, also, I was taking a taking a look at all the TV shows on Monday morning and see what all the analysts had to say. The Skip Baylesses, the Colin Cowherds, the Shannon Sharps. I wanted to see what they had to say. 
and Mac, Max Kellerman went out and said that Aaron Rodgers is the greatest football player that he's ever seen. Uh, football player, not just quarterback. So that says a lot about <laughs> what one guy's uh, performance in a week one Sunday night primetime game can have on other people. And then you got guys like Colin Cowherd who says the Packers escaped. Well, yeah, they escaped. He said they didn't win, they escaped. Okay, well, the Packers could have lost the game on Sunday night, and if Aaron Rodgers didn't suffer a season-ending injury, I would say the Packers won. Obviously, you want to start 1-0, but, I mean, if you get out of that game and Aaron Rodgers is healthy and not going to miss substantial time, that's a win right there. I don't care if you lost the game. just so happened that Aaron Rodgers did avoid major injury. There's the win right there. And then you came back down 20 points to beat the Chicago Bears, a division rival, by one. I don't care if it's a home. I don't care who it is. That is, that's remarkable to me. That is, that's remarkable. So let's take a look to, uh, ahead to Sunday's, uh, week two matchup, another divisional matchup, um, against the Minnesota Vikings at home, uh, one o'clock Eastern standard time, 12 o'clock central standard time at Lambeau field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, like I said earlier, it was announced today that Aaron Rodgers, uh, has a knee sprain. He's going to be with the rehab group. Uh, Rodgers says he doesn't need to practice at all all week to play Sunday. Aaron Rodgers is playing Sunday. Unless he suffers some major setback, uh, he'll be under center for the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. That's that's a given to me. Mike Zimmer said they're prepping for Aaron Rodgers to play. I don't think their game plan is going to change if somehow Deshaun Kaiser ends up under center. That Vikings defense is talented enough where they can handle Deshaun Kaiser even if they didn't prep for him at all. But uh, let's take a look at that uh, Minnesota Vikings team that took down an overrated San Francisco 49ers team 24-16 Sunday afternoon. Uh, Traded Adam Thielen in my fantasy league. Still have Kyle Rudolph as my starting tight end. But I'll take a Packers win over a fantasy win any day. But let's take a look at the stats here. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins in his Vikings debut was 20 of 36 for 244 and two touchdowns. No interceptions. Uh... Latavius Murray was the leading rusher, uh, even though Dalvin Cook's the number one there. Uh, Murray was 11 for 42, and uh, Dalvin Cook was 16 for 40. Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are uh, one of the top uh, receiving duos in the National Football League. Adam Thielen was 6 of 102 on Sunday, and Diggs was 3 for 43 with a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Rudolph also had a touchdown on one catch for 11 yards. And uh, let's take a look at how that defense did. They held Jimmy Garoppolo to 261 passing yards on 33 attempts. 15 of those were completed. One touchdown, three interceptions. They sacked Garoppolo three times. And they held running backs Matt Breida to 11 carries for 46 yards. And Alfred Morris to 12 carries for 38 yards. So we know how talented this Vikings team is. In my opinion... I've said it a couple times. I think the best overall roster in the National Football League. The Jaguars, I think, have the best defense. But the Vikings offense is better than that Jaguars offense. Uh, the Eagles have a very, very strong overall roster. And they, they did beat the Vikings last year in the NFC Championship game. But <sighs> with Case Keenum or without Case Keenum, with Kirk Cousins or without Kirk Cousins, I just think that this Vikings roster is just just the best in the league, and that's my personal opinion as a Green Bay Packers fan. 
So going into Sunday, it is at Lambeau Field. It is a divisional game. Aaron Rodgers probably going to play on one freaking leg. But I'm not going to come out with my uh, game preview. I'm not going to pick who's going to win. But it's it's going to be a tough one. It's a, it's a tough game um, to see the Packers win, obviously. Uh, like I said earlier, Devontae Adams uh, didn't practice today with an undisclosed injury. I would suspect he'll be ready to play on Sunday. Hopefully the Packers can get back. Oren Burks and Josh Jones, we'll see how that goes. But the Packers need all hands on deck. Uh, the Packers have started 1-1 before. They started 2-0 before. Uh, but a game this early in the year at home against the Vikings should be a win. A home game against the Vikings should be a win. And this will be a difficult one. It'll be a tough one with a help, even with Aaron Rodgers on two legs. Um, but for me, it's hard to see a scenario where the Packers win this game, to be quite honest. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong on Sunday night going against Aaron Rodgers. You never go against Aaron Rodgers. So um, I'll come out with my uh, my game preview uh, probably around Friday or Saturday. So take a look at that on the uh, on the Twitter page, Green19 Packers on Twitter. Um, but uh, because it is week two, that means uh, one more week until Aaron Jones returns. Uh, Jamal Williams uh, didn't have much going for him on Sunday night, and I would assume that Aaron Jones uh, takes over the starting responsibilities when he returns from his suspension for the weed. Uh, so it'll be nice to get an explosive runner like Aaron Jones back when the, the Packers head for their first road game to Washington, D.C. to take on the Washington Redskins, who looked very good on Sunday. But... Uh, this NFC is loaded, so uh, if the Packers want any chance of winning the division or uh, finding a way into that loaded NFC playoff picture, uh, it starts with a <laughs> excuse me. It starts with a win on Sunday. The Packers can take any home wins that uh, they can take. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I believe, a stat came up and I don't believe in QB wins, but Aaron Rodgers it said before the Bears game on Sunday is fifty and eight in his career at Lambeau Field. Fifty and eight. Now it's fifty one and eight. But that's just remarkable. The Packers should be undefeated at home. Without question, I don't care who you play. Uh so uh divisional home game, back to back divisional games. Uh the winner is in the driver's seat in the division through two weeks. Um but this is a crucial, crucial game, and it's tough to judge teams based off week one. But it I didn't really see any teams that I was overly impressed with, quite honestly, in week one throughout the National Football League. Um, take a look. Uh, the Lions look just absolutely pitiful. Matt Patricia's debut, um, RPI graduate, by the way. Um, Matt Patricia's debut really didn't go as planned. None of the uh, first-year head coaches' debuts went as planned. John Gruden lost to the uh, Los Angeles Rams on late Monday night. Obviously, the Lions. Uh, Sam Darnold, his debut, really gave it to, to the Lions in Detroit. And, you know, you take a look at the rest of the league. The, uh, the shocker of the day, which didn't happen to be the Browns tying the 
Pittsburgh Steelers had to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> giving it to the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints, honestly, I think uh, in my preseason prediction, I had the Packers making the NFC Championship game and losing to, I think, either I said, I don't know if I said it, but who they would lose to. But if I had to pick, it'd probably be a team like the Saints. Um, Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, that team's just, I think that team's loaded on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense, Ryan Fitzpatrick threw all over them. So the NFC is really a toss-up right now. Um, There's so many teams that can contend in the NFC, just like there's a lot of teams that can contend in the AFC as well, but the Packers really want to get a head start on the rest of the league. Uh, starting off 2-0 with a win against the Chicago Bears and a win against the Minnesota Vikings is the way to go. So just a couple of things I'm going to keep my eye on Sunday um, that you should also look for is got to be the Green Bay Packers receivers against the Minnesota Vikings defensive back, Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes, two of the best corners in the league. Trey Waynes is extremely underrated in Michigan State, Spartan, and Xavier Rhodes is one of the best in the biz. I'd like to see how the Packers receivers match up against them. We've seen Devontae Adams uh, have some really good games against these Viking teams in the past, but that's something to keep an eye on on Sunday as well as the Packers secondary against the Vikings receivers. Uh, like I said, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are two of the best receivers receiving duos in the game, and it's really something to keep an eye on. Kevin King, Tremont Williams, Josh Jackson, Jair Alexander, see how those young corners uh, do um, on Sunday. With all this being said, still pumped up that the Packers started off 1-0. Freaking psychs me out. I don't care if it's against the freaking Bears. Uh, just glad Aaron Rodgers is still healthy, or healthy-ish. Um, but really pumped for uh, for this game on Tuesday. Uh, unfortunately, I have my uh, college baseball fall scrimmage against a couple of community colleges. Um, so hopefully I'll be able to... Uh, see some of the game possibly on my phone probably won't be live tweeting it um as i usually do but really hoping for a packers win um gonna close out the show with uh just like to recommend uh jeff perlman uh just came out with a book called football for a buck the crazy rise and crazy demise of the usfl uh just bought it and i'm only a couple pages in and <laughs> it's really caught my interest really don't know much about the usfl mostly because i wasn't born yet but uh, you guys might know Perlman. He uh, he wrote the book Gunslinger, the uh, remarkable and probable life of Brett Favre. And I read that uh, last year. And that's just an unbelievable book on Brett Favre's life. And this book, uh, Football for a Buck, just came out on uh, Tuesday, uh, September 11th. Um, so if you have a chance, go take a look at anything Perlman's written. Uh, really great writer. And uh, just wanted to recommend that book. But... Uh, Looking forward to Sunday, Packers-Vikings, 1 o'clock Eastern Time, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, Lambeau Field. Hoping for a Packers victory. Uh, Take a look for the uh, game preview on Friday or Saturday, and uh, go Pack.